Check. Sup? What the fuck is up? Not shit, really. We got Real Nerd Hours Daytime Edition going on. Hell yeah, gang, recording gang. gang Gang in the daytime. We're looking at each other in the daytime for the first time in a long time. Yay. Well, no, with the exclusion of the weekends. Yeah. When we do see each other. Yeah. This is weekday edition. Yeah. Week, midday edition. There you go. Ooh. Someone give us a morning show. I'll be tired as fuck. I'll be sitting there like <laughs> mainlining coffee. I'll pissed <laughs> off at everyone and just generally nonsensical. You know, I, I used to be a morning person as a kid. And I don't know what happened. I'm going to go ahead and say it was college. That, that changed me. It changed you forever? Yeah. Like, I'll be up and about and like, I'll be out places. But if it's before 9 a.m., I can't form a sentence. Like, I'll be consciously like coherent. Actually forming words out of that? Nah, not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't know. I'm fine. I'm definitely way better in the morning than I am later in the day. Well, yeah, because you go to sleep at like 9 p.m. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's that's around when I start hitting my groove. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I go to bed last night. No, the earliest that I went to bed in the last two weeks was 8.30. Jesus. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just got tired and I said, fuck it. Let me go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, there's no one to tell you not to. Exactly. (laughs) And then I pop up in the morning at like 5.30, yeah, 5 o'clock, and I'm just chilling. Like, I just sit and I chill in my room for two hours before I do anything. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of waking up, like, before you need to do anything, is that you can do nothing. Yeah. And it's a it's beautiful. You can really get up to speed. Yeah. Because when, when you're at work or you get up, like, 30 minutes before you have to go to work, it's just like, oh, shit, I got to get dressed and all this. And you're not really fully awake until... Yeah. After you get to work and you're there for a little bit. Yeah, it takes a little bit to get the gears rolling. But if, yeah, if you've been up for two hours already, it's like, okay, let's do this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I try to wake up with with a decent amount of do-nothing time before uh, going to work. But if I'm like, just, I need to do something before work or if I have other things that isn't like a scheduled plan, then it's just roll out of bed, throw on clothes, and go. Like, I'm up and out the door in five minutes. That's when sentences aren't really happening. <laughs> oh, man. Couldn't even imagine. That's part of the reason why I don't drink coffee. And that's part of the reason why I'm tired all the time. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. What'd you get up to over the weekend? Oh, I went to uh, December Nights down oh, in uh, Balboa Park. That was on Saturday. That's like a... Uh, a sort of holiday Christmas December thing that they do down in Balboa Park, which is this massive park down here. And there's a bunch of international houses. So it's like, oh, the House of Sweden and the House of Puerto Rico, the House of, you know, basically every country that has a decent representation down here has a house in Balboa Park. And they all set up booths with food. And then there's like a beer garden area where they have their traditional drinks. And it's, it's a cool little thing. Is this still going on? No, and that's part of the problem. Oh, fuck. Okay, so it was cool, but it could be so much better just by the simple addition of more fucking days. The whole thing takes is two days. It's Friday night and Saturday night of, I guess, the first week in December. So in this case, that was last week. And there's a lot of people in San Diego, and it's a pretty big event. 
there's a lot of fucking people there. Like we had to walk like a mile from where we parked up and down hills. And then we were on the other side of the park that we wanted to be. And it's a huge park. And then there were so many people we couldn't like, we didn't even want to do anything because it was like asses to elbows the entire way. It was kind of cool, but it was also really crowded. So we didn't even bother going into the beer garden. I really wanted to. I really wanted to, but it's like, yeah, this line is a good 200 deep and you still have to pay for drinks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then when you get up to the front of the line, they won't give you more than one beer at a time. Oh, of course not. Oh God, that's the worst. Ah, that's the worst. It just makes me like cringe thinking about it. I was, I was super sad because like, and at the end, like you can only see into a bit of the beer garden. And right across from the entrance, I can see Casa de Puerto Rico. And I'm like, I know they're making coquito out there. I know they are. (laughs) I can't get it. I looked up coquito. Yeah. It's just basically eggnog. But with coconut. Yeah. 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 And it's fucking delicious. Uh, Well, I'll never know. It's still got dairy in it. Yep. (laughs) Oh, baby. That sounds... I mean, I really want to go out and do things, but the whole thing is, like, I don't like big crowds, and I don't like having to wait. Yeah, that's all it was. I just... You know, I'm so fucking impatient all the time. And, of course, it's a personal problem. Sure. But it's like, dog, like, if I have to wait for you, I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. And that's, that's... I think part of why I don't like going to bars in general, like you have to pay for service, wait for service, wait in line sometimes. Sometimes it's too loud, too crowded, whatever. You know, for something like that, where it's like a big festival thing, it's like, okay, I expected this, but if I'm just going out and I just want to drink, it's like, man, yeah, I could just go be home drinking much cheaper right now. Yeah, and I don't like the selective service shit at bars. Oh, man. And it's like, there have been multiple times where I've gone to bars and the bartender won't serve me. What the fuck is that? It's really weird. It's like they look at me. They acknowledge my presence and then they just go to somebody else and I'll stand up there for like five to seven minutes and then I'll just have some girl that I'm with to go get me drinks. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's what you got to do. Yeah. No, for sure. It's really weird. It's a really weird situation. I don't know. I don't know. They buy into the myth that black people don't tip. (laughs) That make it's like, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They think I don't tip so they don't give me service. Right. And when I finally get service through another person, I don't tip. Of course. Or if I finally get my service myself after waiting 20 minutes, of course I don't fucking tip. You just waited 20 minutes for service. Yeah. Like, well, you got to earn that. This is not, you don't give that shit out free. Right. As a bartender, you usually get an actual wage. Like, yes. Yes. I'm not I'm not feeding your kids here. No, <laughs> fuck that. I was talking to a friend of mine that's a bartender last night actually, and he was he works by himself a lot of the time mm-hmm. and he makes dolo. Oh yeah. He on one six hour night he pulled in three hundred and five dollars. Hey. It's like Jesus, on top of your whatever wage you're getting, which is probably minimum. Right. But But it, it doesn't matter if you're making minimum when you got three hundred in tips. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh shit. This weekend I managed to go over to a spot in San Diego that has twelve dollar all you can drink beer. That's 
That's amazing. Where is this? It's on Miramar. We can go on Saturday if you want. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fucking lit. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, the food is pretty dank too. They have this sandwich. It's called the Thai chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. and it's like shredded chicken tossed in this like really nice peanut sauce. Yeah, and it's got Thai coleslaw coleslaw in it as well. Yeah, tell me more. It's fucking sick, and it's on a pretzel roll. Oh, baby, it's fucking sick. Yeah, it's a good ass sandwich. It's a good Sammy. All right, I'm down. They also have a barbacoa and pineapple sandwich, which is also very good. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They got they've got a lot of shit, but we went there. Uh, the person that I went with was just a friend of mine. And we were, te- I was, I was dead set on tearing it up. Yeah, it's all you can drink. Get your money's worth. Exactly, and you really get your money's worth on three beers. Yeah, I mean, four dollars for a beer is already a pretty decent rate. After that, now it's just bonus time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we show up, and the guy that works there has seen us before because we we'd been in there sure. but we never knew about the $12 all you can drink and the reason why they do that is because they don't get enough business hmm. so <laughs> they're not going to be around for much longer i don't think yeah well so we go over there and i'm i'm drinking my ass off it's similar to the power hour where Chet threw up afterwards, and then <laughs> Gigglewarp uh, let us know on the Discord that they tried to keep up with us during the power hour, and they felt like shit afterwards. Yep. And same with this instance here, where this person tried to keep up with me, and they also threw up. Now, okay. we... <laughs> It was funny because uh, I I initially went in and I was just like, look, like, you know, I'm going to be drinking pretty heavily here. You don't have to try to keep up. It's okay. Like, it's not a big deal or anything like that. It doesn't really matter. They're just like, nah, fuck it. You go hard. I go hard. Let's go. And I was just like, all right. All right. And because the dude recognized us, we were getting pulled up pretty quickly. Yeah. So we were there for, it started at five and we left at 630. And by the time we had left, we had had seven or eight beers. Each? Each. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I was putting in work. Like yeah. they And what they were doing for some people was they were pouring beers in these like 12-ounce tall glasses, basically. Sure. But they were pouring full pints for us. Oh, man. And Or, excuse me, 20 ounces for us. Okay, yeah, yeah. Instead of like 16 ounces for the pint. Right, yeah. And we we were going fucking hard. Damn. And I was just putting them back, putting them back. They have this magnificent mango sour Ooh. that they put, like, tahini around the rim of. Oh, man. And it's so fucking oh, good, man. dude. So we're, I'm not, I'm not especially touched here, but I did have a fucking run-in with Uber. Oh, yeah? I, this shit pissed me off. So I, I paid for the ride out. They said that they were going to pay for the ride back. Mm-hmm. So they call Uber Pool. Sure. And so the driver pulls up. He's got two people in the car and he looks at us and he drives the fuck off. What? And I was just like, Jesus Christ, fuck Uber. Fuck Uber forever. And I I know when you when you input to Uber pool, you tell them how many people you have. It's, yes. It's maximum one or two. two. Yeah. Yeah. So if we had two. This so, fucking guy just and then he drives off. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you piece of shit. And so I tweeted at Uber. 
Uh, they were just like, tell us about your experience. I was like, man, you guys are still going to let this motherfucker work for you. So it doesn't matter. Of course. Fuck I've, actually, I've actually been on the other side of that. Remember when we went to Minsokchon right around your birthday? Yes. Okay, so you dipped shortly after I dipped. Uh-huh. And I took an Uber home after parking here. But I took an Uber home. <laughs> that was mm, not about to drive. <laughs> And I got talk. I, I ended up calling on Uber Pool because it was fuck it. It's like five dollars cheaper. And I was having a, a conversation with the driver, and he's like, I'm "Supposed to pick up these people, but not nah, fuck that. I'm taking you home." <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. I'm like, all right. Just in case you threw up in the back seat on top of those people. <laughs> uh, I almost did that once. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pace myself sometimes. Yeah, I mean it would help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really pace yourself during a power hour though. That's no, that, they <laughs> tell you the pace. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get our money's worth for sure. Yeah, and we call another Uber because this first one drove the fuck off on us. Right, and so we hop in the Uber. We get back to their apartment and they open up the door. They fall out of the car oh, shit. just on all fours oh, shit. legs still in the car oh, and, shit. They're, and they're just like oh my god oh my god uh, oh shit and like i was like trying my best i was like yo like it's only it's only like 6 30 dog like you sure you sure you're gonna be okay like you sure and they were like Yo, man, just help me get back to my apartment. This will it'll be real cool. Just help me out. Just help me get back to my apartment. All right. And so I was just like, all right, all right, bet. And so I, you know, you sling the arm over the shoulder, yep. walk it, and like we're halfway back to their apartment, and they're just like, where the fuck are we going? Where are we going? I want to go home. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And I was just like, dog, chill. You're screaming. You're screaming right now. We need, we need, we need to just take a step back. We'll be there in any minute, Holy any minute. Shit. So we get up the stairs, and they're just like. They push me. They're like, get off me. Get off me. I don't know where you're taking me, dog. I don't know where you're taking me. And then I was just like, your apartment's right up these stairs, chief. Chill. It'll be, it's going to be just fine. It'll be just fine. And we get to the top of the stairs. I open up the door in their apartment and they just collapse on the floor. Holy shit. And they start crawling like military style over to the kitchen. They... (laughs) It was pretty sick. And then they just sit up in their kitchen, leaning against the refrigerator, and just like, oh, man, I'm real fucked up right now. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, yo, this is this might turn ugly. And they're like, they, they let a really big burp. Okay. A really big burp. I was okay. like, oh, shit. That was impressive. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, I can't, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't, God. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And so like I fucking run and I go grab a bag and a trash can and I come over and I'm like, yo, like you can, if you're going to throw up, throw up in here. And they were just like, I'm, huh, huh. and then they let out two more big burps. <laughs> I was just like, oh, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? And they were just, they go to sit back down against the refrigerator and 
suddenly they just spring back into action, lean over the trash can, and just throw up as hard as possible. God. Fucking hard. One of them yelling vomits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they miss the trash can and it gets all over the carpet (laughs) in their apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. It was really fucking good. It was really good. And of course, of course, they aren't uh, as pleased by this. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> they uh, they couldn't process it in the morning, or they had to process it in the morning. But I stayed there for a couple hours, uh-huh. and like eventually, they sobered up. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were just like, okay, I'm cool. Like you can go home. I was just like, you sure? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just gonna drink some water, lay down, go to bed, go to bed. We'll be good. Thanks, man. I appreciate Fuck. you. <laughs> And then I just split. I was like, yo, this is going to make a great story for the podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And that was, it was a lot of fun. But I want to go back again on, yeah. on Saturday because $12 is fucking cheap. I mean, yeah. It's hard to say no to that. Yeah. It, it is. It is. And they have, it's, so it's their house beer and the guy who owns that restaurant owns another brewery. Hmm. So what it is is they have like two house beers and then like nine other beers that you can choose from so it's a big selection it's not like you're only getting three or four different beers well that's cool yeah it was fucking lit yeah oh man so what'd you watch over the weekend chat well yesterday i saw justice league Ooh. Yeah, that movie was um, it's kind of boring. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. It, it was like I watched it with Nikki, and she's not really into comic books and stuff, so she could, she didn't really understand some of what was going on, like you know, character interaction wise, and you know, she hadn't seen. I don't think she saw Batman v Superman. I don't think either of us have seen Wonder Woman, so you know, she didn't really have much background going into it. But I've I've seen most of the DC movies and I wasn't really confused I was just not really engaged like I don't know they just drop you right into it and they don't give you any reason to actually care about what's happening aside from oh you're a fan you care about what's happening that's very true so yeah I don't know like you you know the stakes are high you know that it's like okay this guy's trying to terraform earth just like what happened in Man of Steel this guy's trying to terraform earth <laughs> exactly like what was trying to happen in Man of Steel uh yeah so I I don't know like I, I couldn't really process a lot of what was happening it's like okay right out the gate we see the what's happening with the bad guy we know that he's going after these cubes Okay, Batman's got these guys that he's got to recruit. Let's go find Aquaman. Okay, Aquaman's not really down. Why isn't Aquaman down? He actually knows about what's fucking happening. He's just, okay, he just wants to work alone. And then he shows up anyway. Okay, cool. All right, Cyborg. Cyborg, well, he recently became like this because of the thing that they're looking for. So he's kind of got this double agent thing going on. And that's kind of cool, I guess. But... Also, he just wants to be left alone. Doesn't really have anything to do with, like, the actual team. But he shows up anyway. <laughs> yep. Flash was kind of on board regardless, so there's that. But. He's like, oh, Batman, you're so cool. 
Batman. Yeah. Oh my god, Batman. Batman Senpai. Batman. Oh my god. God. So, yeah, like, um, it, it, the story moves really quickly without a lot actually happening. That was how it felt to me. They just jump between, like, okay, let's recruit. Okay, we're a team. Okay, let's fight this guy. We lost. We got to bring Superman back from the dead. Okay, Superman's back from the dead. Spoilers. Because no one saw that coming. <laughs> and the way they do it is so stupid. It really is. And like, how'd they know that was going to work? And it, that, that was actually, I think, to me, one of the biggest leaps in, um, like, where there could have been a sequence of, like, okay, we got to figure something out. No, it was just like, well, Cube kind of worked. Yeah, Superman's kind of indestructible. Well, if it can revive a planet, it can revive a person. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the movie wasn't, it wasn't awful. You know, it was, it was fine. I like that it was a little more lighthearted than a lot of the other ones had been. Some of the set pieces were kind of fun. I like the, the end, the post credits thing with Superman and the Flash. Oh, I, I walked out of the theater before that happened. Oh, you must have walked out quick because it was like three credits and then into the scene. Yeah, I basically was up and ready to go <laughs> by the time. Uh, what I think like when they are back at the farm Oh, when yeah. they were talking, yeah, yeah. I was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the movie wasn't terrible, but I mean... I can't say I recommend it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was better than a lot of the other movies they've made. So better or worse than Suicide Squad? Never saw Suicide Squad. I'm going to vote better, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Suicide Squad has the same problems as Justice League mm. in that they kind of just drop you into a story and kind of assume you know. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you didn't really explain anything here. But it's way worse because it's like, there's as hard as this might be to imagine there's like less of a story like you know like the story in justice league is pretty straightforward and it's kind of just like okay so this thing happens we need these things oh this guy wants these things we need to stop this guy whereas in the problem in suicide squad is they create their own problem mm. And it's kind of just like, well, if you hadn't done this in the first place, this would have never happened. Isn't that a bitch? <laughs> yeah, it's really, really quite something else. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that movie. You see anything else? Yeah, I started watching this anime called... Uh, I forget what the Japanese title is for it, but the English is called uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. The, the Japanese title has like basically nothing to do with that. It's not like a translation thing. It's, it's actually called something else. But in English, it's called Recovery of an MMO Junkie. And it's not really my style of anime. But I'm watching this thing and enjoying the hell out of it because it's basically... You take... It's, it's like an exaggerated documentary of Connie's life. Mm -hmm. And it, it's pretty much how, how she would love her life to be in that... She's the, the the main character in this show doesn't have a job yet still has an apartment and spends a bunch of money on this MMO. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of MMO junkies would like to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I mean, honestly, it would be pretty nice, but I wouldn't spend it playing MMOs. Yeah, right? I'd spend it doing something worthwhile. Shots fired. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a fun little series. There's a lot of, like, awkward humor and... Um, yeah, you know, I, I can't say it's very good, but it's fun. You know, it's slice of slice of life nonsense. I, I can't really say it's it's definitely not my style, mm-hmm. but it's fun. So you know, if you like slice of life stuff, you know, maybe give it a maybe give it a watch. If you know someone who is the main character, it makes it that much better. Okay. Okay. I uh, don't think I'm, I'm going to be watching that. I wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there uh, anything else? Yeah, I also saw The Adventures of Tintin. Oh, the, shit. The, yeah, yeah. The 2011 movie. And yeah, I had seen bits of it before, and I enjoyed what I saw, but I never actually went back and watched the whole thing. But it's on Netflix, and Nikki was like, yo, you haven't seen this. You got to watch it. It's super good. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's, let's, let's put it on. And yeah, that movie's really good. It's it's a 3D animated movie. And they do a lot of things that other animated movies don't try for. There's not too many animated movies that try to be realistic. Largely because, you know, technology continues to improve. So anything that goes for realistic now, 20 years from now, is going to look like crap. So, you know, most studios just go for very stylized animations which generally holds up this one's kind of somewhere in between it's like the characters all have larger heads and exaggerated faces and things like that but like the textures and the lightings and the environment is all done in a very realistic manner and for 2011 it holds up very well it really does that's like a number one cg movie i've seen in a very long time yeah it's really well done but i think what i got to give the most credit for is the animation they probably did a lot of motion capture for this stuff but it looks so good yeah it's very crispy there's a there's a sword fight scene at the end and like one character he's just got all this swagger and flair and stuff the other guy's just kind of drunk and pissed off and like you can really feel that, and it, it looks like it's actual people doing this. It probably was, yeah, but it looks really good. <laughs> so if you haven't checked that out, it's on Netflix. Give it a shot. It's the Adventures of Tintin. And, uh, yeah, fans of uh, My Hero Academia, you know, you got your boy Mirio as the main character, so you got you to gotta <laughs> check it out. <laughs> it's, it's quite good. I recommend it as well. Definitely 100% recommended. It's fucking tight. It's a tight-ass movie. Yeah. I watched the Bayonetta anime. There's a Bayonetta anime? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Oh, I did not know about this. It was, it's bad. That's probably why <laughs> That's you've probably never heard I didn't of it. know about it. <laughs> it was very bad. Um, there, I mean, after I found the links for the two shows that we're watching for anime hostage this week i kind of just went down a rabbit hole of seeing what pirated shit was on youtube and as it turns out bayonetta the anime was on there it's not good at all the animation sucks the story is stupid and it's kind of just like whatever all right it's it's so stupid yeah okay all right a lot of video game adaptations just don't work See, the thing is, I think this might be a retelling of the story. 
like the actual like, story of the game. I've I've never played any of the games. No, actually, I haven't either. But I I mean, that's often the case where it's like, okay, well, you have the story that's presented in the game. Now you're looking at it via anime, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. But oftentimes that still doesn't work. Like you already have the groundwork for the story. You already have the characters. You already have all of this, and it just doesn't translate. Yeah, there was a Phoenix Wright anime a couple seasons ago, and I mean Phoenix Wright is basically it's it's just a visual novel kind of thing. Like you, there's not a whole lot of gameplay going on here, and somehow that had some of the worst animation I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> like just it's not even bad animation. You know how like when you when you do a motion and it's like they're trying to exaggerate one thing and they kind of stop focusing on another so their faces get fucked up. Yeah. It's like that 80% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was was rough. So yeah, don't watch that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and don't watch the Bayonetta anime either. Uh, There's a show on Netflix that I've been watching. It's called Godless. Mm -hmm. It's fucking gnarly. It's a western about a guy who essentially is looking for somebody who robbed him while they were in the process of robbing somebody else. <laughs> it was really fucking, it's really fucking cool. All right. It's, go watch it. I haven't finished it yet. You'll have my full thoughts when I do. But so far, so good. I'd like to blame Red Dead Redemption for this rise in Westerns again. I hope, but when does that come out? Probably sometime next year. Okay. Yeah. I don't know too much about it they released an actual trailer for it though right i don't know uh, yeah i haven't been keeping up with it too much <laughs> i could be completely wrong have you seen the batman anime trailer yeah that looks pretty dope yeah it does and that's that's all 3d but it looks good yeah it does i think when when studios try and do like half 3d half 2d that's when it doesn't work but they committed to full 3d and they did a good job with it yeah, it looks really, really fucking good. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Hopefully it holds up. Yeah, hopefully it's not It's not a terrible story. It kind of looks like, it kind of looks like they're going to try and do too much. Because you see, you see the Joker, you see Two-Face. I Harley swear, Quinn's in it. Yeah, Harley Quinn's in it. Although I, she's basically an extension of the Joker. That's fair. Yeah, or Catwoman's in it, but we don't know if she's good or bad because... That's Catwoman. Yeah. I feel like there was some other villain that they also had in there. And if they have that many villains, I don't know if there's going to be like a series because then it could work. But if it's a movie, which I think it is, that's that's a bit dense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. We'll see how that, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> oh, speaking of trailers. What's up? Mega Man 11. Oh, yeah. I did. I did watch that. The funniest thing that came to mind, though, was like, it looks like Mighty Number no. 9. It does. It, it really does. It does look a bit like Mighty Number no. 9. Like, uh, uh. With that said, I'm glad we're getting another classic Mega Man, and I'm also glad that it's not another 8-bit one. Because those, like, those were fun, but it felt so cheap. Like, you can have a five-man team produce one of those. Like, let's be real. It's an 8-bit game. You already have the sprite work done for the main character just got to make some bosses make some stages you're more or less done yeah so actually putting some money into it feels more like a a worthy tribute you know this is like a a 30th anniversary thing 
for Mega Man. So at least give them a proper sequel. Yeah, that's good of them. I mean, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, we'll see. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know why people didn't like Mighty Number no. 9. Was Ooh. it because it was too much like the old game? No, it was actually very different. Um, the gameplay was, wasn't was bad. The stage design was bad. And also the boss design was a little weak. But, okay. yeah. I, I think that game could have been good. It just it fell short. That's a bummer. Yeah. But what can you do? Yep. Yeah, that's 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 how it goes. See, see, it is. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so you watched some uh, some anime over the over the weekend? You actually saw a decent one. What do you think of Fatal Fury, the motion picture? This segment is. We are now entering anime hostage. Anime no hitojichi. Prepare this, yourself. <laughs> prepare prepare your bunghole. Uh, Fatal Fury, I didn't like. You didn't dig it? No. I mean, it's it was low-key kind of dope, but it was, as a whole, like kind of nonsensical. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> And there was a ton of fan service. Oh, was there more than I remember? Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of fucking fan service, dude. So, essentially, what happens in the show is uh, some girl's brother is looking for armor, uh, the armor of the gods, uh, specifically the god of war. Mm-hmm. In this one, I believe they think it's mars yeah it's mars the god of war and for whatever reason it just kind of doesn't make sense yeah like he's got a posse but the way the strength of everybody involved kind of varies throughout the movie like how strong andy and terry bogart are how strong mai is how strong uh kim is Mm -hmm. how strong joe is and like towards the beginning like i I thought they were setting expectations like oh these people aren't actually superhuman yeah like they're just normal people yeah they're just strong yeah yeah and then towards the end it's kind of just like well hold on how is this possible (laughs) when earlier they got whopped like this doesn't make any sense (laughs) yep Oh man, and the animation in some parts is really dope. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not crispy, but it's well done. Like they're giving you the full thirty frames per second. Yeah, and it's really great. But in other points, it's kind of just you can tell it's a still, and they're just panning it across yeah. the screen. <laughs> it's cool, and there was one part that was really weird to me. Something that didn't make any sense. At one point, while they're on the island fighting the final dude. The military is there, and they just—they're just there, and it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's really strange. And um, yeah, I don't—I don't know. It was—it was all right. I mean, like, I—I I would have a hard time recommending it as in like a fun way. Like, it's not bad enough to be good, but it's not great. It's okay. Yeah. It's, I guess, yeah. If you're into if you're into Fatal Fury, check it out. It's it's one of the better video game adaptations out there, even though it didn't really make all that much sense. No, well, Fatal Fury barely had a story anyway. So this is like side stuff. It's just oh, we put these characters in this situation. Okay, have yeah. fun. Yeah, and you like throughout the entire movie, I'm like. Obviously, this there's no stakes here because not a single one of these people is gonna die. Oh yeah, no way. Like you can tell which pre, which people are going to die. Yeah, the people that aren't characters. Yeah, exactly. So it's just 
it kind of it didn't put a damper on it for me. It's just that it was less exciting. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if if it's telegraphed from the beginning that nobody's really in danger, then you might as well go all out with them like whooping people's asses and just kind of making a mockery of the standard form, <laughs> story format. You know what I mean? That would be a little advanced. Yeah. But, you know, you can't have it all. No. You can't have it all. No. It was pretty It was pretty decent. Yeah. I'll give it a solid three out of five. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Like, I saw it as a kid, and I, I enjoyed it. And I, I think I would still enjoy it now, but not, I wouldn't, I would never say it was actually good. <laughs> yeah how about you you watched garzy wings yeah garzy's wings okay this was a fucking riot i took notes on this oh shit because it was a lot to it was a lot to process okay so the basic idea of the story is there's this kid who's It's really unclear how old he is, but he's failed his college entrance exams, which implies that he's just out of high school, but he's also going to his high school reunion, which implies that it's been some time. <laughs> maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe, maybe it's the, the one year reunion of their oh, high school. Sorry, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I forgot to add this one last thing about Fatal Fury. What you got? It was dubbed by the Ocean Group. Ah. Uh, yes. All right. Yes. But anyway, continue. Okay. So, he's on his way to his high school reunion and passes by a, a shrine. Then he had, like, his, his grandma's real religious, so she gave him a, um, a necklace that's supposed to, like, be, you know, protect him and, you know, all that. So, his necklace starts ringing and then he gets teleported into another world. And this is, like, five minutes in. It's, like, instant. You're starting in... Tokyo, and then, bam, we're out in Otherland. Okay, okay. He lands in Otherland. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Holy Warrior. What's your name? Chris? Okay, Lord Chris, let's fucking do this thing. We're out of here. And they, they just jump right into it. And uh, the first thing that got me was, um, was the voice acting. It's horrible. This is legit some of the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> you watched the dub? Yeah, I watched the yes. dub. Yeah, I watched the dub. Okay, so like the first line that the the main guy says, I swear it's, I'm going to my high school reunion where I can meet some friends and help my mental state. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Was that real? <laughs> but everyone fucking talks like this in this show. I don't know what it is. Like, wait, like I expected there to be one person who's just like, just dope out of nowhere. And no, everyone's just yelling like Captain Kirk the whole time. Oh, shit. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, and then on top of that, what made it even worse was the script was really bad. So like the, the dialogue... On top of being delivered poorly, it was awkward to begin with. So it would be like, Oh, you're here to help us. Yes, I've come to save you. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> it's it's super, oh God, it's, it, the script is so bad. So he, he's going through and just kind of like, he just wants to get home, but, you know, these people need him, and he's he's their heroic figure of destiny. 
And he's supposed to be this badass warrior, according to their legends. And basically, he's just some kid who just happened to study kendo and some archery because his, his family's real traditional. And they're like, oh, we need a traditional Japanese samurai. So you know, <laughs> The people that summoned him were all weeaboos. <laughs> so, so he's pretty good with a sword, can use a bow, you know, whatever. But the only power that he actually has is these wings on his feet, kind of like, kind of like Mercury style. But they only show up sometimes. So it's like, okay, he's a decent fighter who can fly sometimes, and that's it. So he's not really this crazy hero that they make him out to be. And he's just kind of bumbling his way through. And uh, yeah, so he's leading this this escape of slaves. And it shows like the people, like the empire, as it were. And then they're like, oh, their legendary hero showed up. He's got the Garzi wing. You know, what do we do? And he, the, the emperor is like, dude, let them escape. It's fine. They're going to die out there anyway. Don't worry about it. So then it cuts to the army chasing them. yo did you not just hear the the man's saying just let him go like all right cool i wonder if that was just a bad translation for the dub man it may have been because there's a lot of stuff like that where it's just real inconsistent with the story and yeah it's real weird and all of these cuts that are happening they don't really establish anything you don't there's a lot of side characters so there's like Okay, there's the main guy who looks really generic to begin with. And then there's the priestess that that summoned him, her two disciples, and then like the leader of the resistance. Those are the characters that you can actually recognize. And then there's like a thousand side characters. And then the evil guys, there's only three characters that you can recognize because it's like the king and the two generals that are going after him. And that's it. So they keep doing these cuts between the two groups. And it's generic people doing generic shit. And you don't know who's on whose side. (laughs) And then to make it even more confusing, apparently the guy's body wasn't transported. It was like his consciousness, half of his consciousness and his necklace. So like it goes, it cuts back to him on his way to the reunion. And like it shows him talking with his grandma and stuff. And then like, oh, where'd your necklace go? I don't know. Let me get you another one. So I thought it was a flashback Uh of like him getting the necklace. Mm -hmm. No, that was happening in real time, according to the story. (laughs) (laughs) They give you no indication of that until you're like 45 minutes into the fucking movie. Mm -hmm. And um, in the real world, he keeps getting bruises and he, he starts getting cold and all this stuff. But the bruises... And whatever status ailments he's getting aren't consistent with what's happening in the story. Because, like, he'll be fine in Otherworld. And then go cut to the real world and it's like, oh, how did I get this bruise? It's like, dude, you're, you're all right. <laughs> That's so dumb. It's super dumb. So, the whole thing was really hard to follow and the story is really nonsensical. And, like, everything's just inconsistent. Because sometimes the animation's pretty good. Other times it's crazy cheap. Kind of like what you were saying, but take it to an extreme. So it's like, it'll have this painted background and some of the characters are moving really fluidly. And then other shit's just pasted on top of that. And, like, not even in perspective, God, right? That's terrible. Oh, it's, mm, mm, it's amazing. <laughs> and then the action was inconsistent. Because sometimes it was really violent and, like, you see limbs flying off and shit. 
And then other times it's like, okay, I'm going to cut this monster. And then they would like cut away from it. So you don't actually see anything happening. Mm-hmm. And then like the humor is really childish, but it's also really violent. And they curse like twice in the whole movie. <laughs> Basically the whole thing is just really, really inconsistent and hard to follow. Okay. And uh, okay. the ending makes no goddamn sense. What happens? Okay. So, <laughs> toward the end of the movie, you see him, uh, he gets sick at his at his pool party high school reunion. So, people take him home, and there's this girl that's, like, help taking care of him with it, with his grandma. And then he wakes up while, like, during the last fight on in the other world. And uh, now he's okay. His mission accomplished, and he's riding his motorcycle with the girl on his back. And then he sprouts the Garzi wing in real life, and he just flies off. And the girl's like, Oh, that's the Garzi wing. We're like, What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You never see him like leave the other world. Like, it's implied that he's still there. There's no reason why this girl should know what the fuck this is. It doesn't show why he sprouted these wings. He just sprouts these wings, flies off into the sunset. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. End of the movie. Oh, man. That's wacky. It was... It was a ride. Okay. It was was a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Was it it bad enough to be good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I would say just on the strength of voice acting alone, it's bad enough to be good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that Hell was yeah. that was some shit. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I might actually check it out. <laughs> uh Mike from Virtual Pros recommended something to me. Oh yeah? Have you ever heard of the Vermilion Pleasure Night? No. It's like a sketch show in Japan, and there's a show called Oh Mikey, Mm -hmm. and it's about a family of mannequins that moves to Japan from the U.S. Okay. And apparently it's very funny. I feel like I've heard about this at some point, but I've never seen it. It's also called the Fukons, Fuckons, (laughs) F-U-C-C-O-N-S, the Fuckons. I feel like I would have remembered that name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's the Fukons. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. couldn't tell you. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to check that out. Probably talk about it next week. Tight. For the next round for Anime Hostage, I will kick us off. Uh, it This is called Wonder Momo. Oh, okay. Have, have you ever heard of that? I, I've, I've heard the name before, but I don't, I don't know anything about it. Okay. One day, a group of aliens planning to take over the Earth invade Tokyo. Momoko, who aspires to be an idol, gets involved in the ensuing fight, albeit in an unexpected manner. Waru Demon, king of the alien empire, uses various tactics to hunt down Momoko and the people around her. Momoko decides to stand up against his aggression. Wonder Momo was originally an arcade game released in 1987. A fairly simplistic, by today's standards, side-scrolling beat-em-up game featuring a transforming hoop-wielding heroine. Okay. 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 Yeah, sounds, uh... Sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Alright, this is... 
Uh, the Japanese title is Binon Koko Chikyu Boebu Love. Why should girls get to have all the fun? These magical boys are here to save the world from the loveless. At least that's what the pink wombat who gives them their magical powers tells them to, what to do. <laughs> <laughs> In Binan Koko Chikyu Boebu Love, the main characters are the members of the Earth Defense Club at Binan High School. Though all they really want to do is hang out, goof off, and relax at the nearby Kurotama Bath. One fateful day, however, a pink wombat appears out of nowhere and forces these five high school students to become battle lovers and protect the Earth from a trio of villains who are taking orders from a green hedgehog. Over the course of the series, the battle lovers will take on a variety of fiends, including the Chikawabu monster, a chopstick phantom, a monster ro remote control, and plenty more strange enemies. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The that might work for me. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, this one is called Generation of Chaos. A brief... Oh, no. I'm not even going to read that part. This one is called Generation Chaos. First, Clifton is a famous monster trainer who has lost his ability to control monsters. On the way to return his Hiyo Komushi, a large slow monster, to its birthplace, it goes out of control and Clifton needs help in stopping it. In the second part, Rosé, a half-demon, comes face to face with the possibility of losing her precious sister at the hands of those who are afraid of her. Okay. That's the description. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that goofy voice? I don't know about the, the demon sisters. <laughs> this next one is a, is a classic. Uh, let me pull this, up. this is Star Driver Kageyaki no Takuto. Star Driver! Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's animated by Studio Bones, so you know it's good. <laughs> Deep beneath the surface of Southern Cross Isle, a mysterious organization known as the Glittering Crux Brigade frequently gathers in their underground fortress. The group is particularly interested in Psy Bodies, stone giants who can turn into stone giants which can transform into massive fighting humanoids, but only in a realm known as Zero Time. By finding and shattering the seal to the island's four seal maidens, Glittering Crux hopes to break free of zero time and use the Psy bodies anywhere they please. One night, a young man named Takuto Tsunashi washes up on the island shore and is rescued by Sukuta Shindo and his fiancée, Wako Akamaki, one of the island's seal maidens. After he awakens, Takuto quickly befriends the two and proceeds to enroll at the local academy where many of his fellow students are secretly members of the Glittering Crux. However, Takuto holds a secret. When in zero time, he can utilize a psi body of his own, the Tauburn. In the forthcoming battle, Takuto and the Tauburn will be the key to preventing Glittering Crux from shattering Wako's seal and realizing its nefarious ambitions. So it's, uh, you know, giant robots in space, you know. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. You see, you pick like really good ones. Do I though? I don't know. We'll <laughs> Do find I, out. <laughs> we'll find out. This one, I'm sure you've heard of this. All right, what you got? Boku no Pico. Oh God, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, you've seen it? All right, fuck it. Never mind then. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> I watched it 
right around when that, you know, don't watch an anime labeled Boku. When that video came out, a bunch of my friends started watching it just because they could. Mm-hmm. And they were all talking about it. And I'm like, man, I don't really want to watch gay porn. I just kind of don't. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I downloaded all three episodes, put it on, I think, four times speed in VLC Media Player, watched the subtitles, just blaze on by, got the gist of it. I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, shit. All right. All right. Well, never mind. I'll, I'll <laughs> never mind. I'm not even going to read it to you. You got to pick between Generation of Chaos and... Uh, that other one, <laughs> Wonder Wonder Momo. Yes, I'm, Wonder Momo. I'm, I'm gonna go with Wonder Momo just because it's based on a game. Therefore, oh, it's, it was also Generation of Chaos was also based on a game. Ah shit! That's the first part that I didn't read. Ah shit! It's a uh, a Generation of Chaos MMO or RPG called Generation of Chaos. All right, now now I gotta watch that one because RPG. RPG adaptations are especially bad. <laughs> so I definitely got to watch that. All right. All right. So uh, the last one for you is Yurikuma Arashi. In the past, humanoid bears coexisted with humans. A meteor shower that fell onto Earth had a strange effect on bears throughout the world. They suddenly became violent and hungry for human flesh, spurring an endless cycle of bloodshed in which bear ate man and man shot bear forgetting the lively relationship they once had. The Wall of Severance was thus built, separating the two civilizations and keeping peace. Kureha Tsubaki and Sumika Izumono are two lovers attending Arashigaoka Academy, who, upon the arrival of two bears that have sneaked through the Wall of Severance and infiltrated the Academy, find their relationship under a grave threat. The hungering yet affectionate bears, Ginko... Yuri Shiro and Lulu Yurigasaki seem to seem to see the bear-hitting Kureha as more than just another meal, and in getting closer to her, trigger an unraveling of secrets that Kureha may not be able to bear. So, are these actual bears, or do they look like people? They look like people. They look like people wearing gloves and like headbands. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh. I want to say one of the, the one of the main people on this was one of the main people that worked on Sailor Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So um I I, uh, I will pick the star one, the yeah, star Star Driver. Yeah, Star Driver. That sounds cool. I actually I actually kind of enjoyed Star Driver. I haven't watched all of it, but uh yeah, it's it's fun. It's also massive for Joshi Bait. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I already picked it, so yep. shit. Yeah, the first one. What was the first one I gave you? <laughs> I already forgot. Oh, of course. It the was uh, Magical Boys. Magical yeah. Boys is just fucking ridiculous. It's not even... It's it's less gay than it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Uh, Star Driver is just pretty boys. Especially, like, the main guy. He's called the Galactic Bishonen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I don't know. It's kind of done in a fun way. And then the last one is just gay bears. Oh, okay. Well, lesbian bears. <laughs> Yuri Kuma. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, so, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'll I'll do the uh, stupid MMO one. Generation Generation of Chaos. Of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <sighs> Getting into some questions for episode forty nine. 
Leo Larkin asks, A couple months back, I watched Final Fantasy Spirits Within for the first time in 15 years. I gotta say, that movie is nonsense. Don't get me wrong, I understood everything, but it's total nonsense. Did you guys watch it when it came out? Do you have any thoughts on it now? You know, it's funny. I recently watched that movie. Oh, yeah? Like, I want to say I saw it for the first time, like, late last year. Okay. Or early this year. Sure. And it was, the A, of course, the CG doesn't hold up. But B, it was also really fucking dumb. Yeah. So, I actually watched it when it came out in theaters because I was a big fan of Final Fantasy. My my dad knew that. My, you know, I went with my brother and everything. So, we saw it. And that came out in, like, what? 2000 something like yeah, that. yeah it was a long fucking time ago yeah and at the time the cg was actually quite good yeah but they went for realistic which doesn't hold up <laughs> and i remember like i said i liked the movie just because i was a kid and i didn't really understand what not liking a movie meant but yeah that movie made no goddamn sense and it had nothing to do with any final fantasy yeah that like, was the biggest disappointment for me was, when I was, was a kid. Way more sci-fi than yeah, you know. So, okay, some of the more recent installments have been kind of sci-fi, but this was straight sci-fi. There was like yeah. no magic. There, there was, was no materia. Yeah, and and yeah, it was it was really disappointing, and it barely felt like Final Fantasy. But yeah, I remember the story was just nonsensical, and I, I don't really remember what the story was. I know it had something to do with like some virus alien shit. Uh, I think aliens were killing people, but it was because people were like invading their land or some shit like that. Something something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. It wasn't good. It was not good at all. Yeah, that was that was basically what I remembered of it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it again just because we can do a commentary on it. Oh, we could. If you promise not to throw up, I make no promises. <laughs> I might vomit to, from the bad CG. <laughs> Did you ever watch Final Fantasy XV's King's Glaive? Yeah, actually. Dude, what'd you think of that? It was all right. Um, the story was. It was a little weird. Um, honestly, I don't remember it too well. Like, I watched it. That was a recent thing, and I just don't remember much of what happened. <laughs> I know that, like that end scene where like the uh, the guardians of the city started like popping up. That was cool, mm-hmm. like having these these giant statues taking everyone on. But yeah, I don't really remember too much of it. I thought it was funny that they had um, what's his name? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah, I knew it was Aaron something. I I recognize his <laughs> bitch. I recognize his voice once he started yelling. Yeah. Because he has that real raspy yell that he does. I'm like, oh, that sounds like Aaron Paul. And now I just think of BoJack Horseman and it's fucking Todd doing all this stuff now. I'm like, oh, this is ruined. BoJack Horseman sucks. (laughs) This last season didn't really do anything for me. I was was cool with the series. Yeah, you would be. Captain shit taste over here. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I generally just like most things. Generally. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy something as I'm watching it and then be critical about it afterward. And I, I don't know, I think that's kind of a good way to do it because if, if you hate something while you're watching it, now you're definitely not going to like it. Yeah. So, you know, if I, if I dislike it after the fact, then it's like, okay, well, 
That was a thing. The more I think about things, the more I tend to hate them. That's yeah. That's kind of how it works out. That BoJack Horseman shit. That shit sucked. <laughs> that was fucking awful. Like every time I think about it, and then because they also released another show called Flaked, starring starring Will Arnett, huh. and it's basically like if BoJack Horseman were a person <laughs> and weren't famous. Okay, but for some, this is so another. He's, now thing. he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, he's just he's just a piece of shit. And th- another, the biggest thing that pisses me off about it, and this is what happens in a lot of fictionalized shows, but people whose lives are falling apart, like and have been for the past several years, they don't have a nice house. They don't have a business. Yeah, they don't have like this guy had so many DUIs that he couldn't drive his car, and that alone in legal fees would fuck somebody so badly. And apparently, his company doesn't get any work either, so he's just kind of living in this like nice place, or he lives in somebody's grandma's garage, I think, <laughs> something like that. But he can't afford to pay his rent, and then like he's a piece of shit to the person who's leasing it out to him, and he's just it's. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. And like I and Bojack Horseman, I have the same problems with, except he's an actor and presumably he's got money. Yeah. But like he's a huge piece of shit to everybody. He tries to fuck his friend's like 17-year-old daughter. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck yeah. is this show? Yeah. Like, how the fuck is anybody supposed to feel like this is a redeeming character or a character that can be redeemed? Like, what are the redeeming qualities of this guy? He's a piece of shit. And also, Will Arnett's character in Flaked is also a piece of shit. So you made the same show twice for Netflix. This is bullshit. It's lazy. I fucking hate both of those shows, man. It's fucking bullshit. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I think the uh, Flaked would probably be even more frustrating. Because, like, with BoJack, one of the only reasons why people still still want to talk to him is because he was famous and he's still he's still doing some things to make him relevant so that's the only reason people will approach him is for to leech onto him and so you know you by extension be like well they're they're leeching off of this piece of shit so are they really that much better yes yes they are but (laughs) yes yeah but you know that's that's an argument that can be made but with flaked if he's just broke and a loser and a piece of shit then there's no reason why anyone should like him for anything not at all none zero and then with bojack horseman like his agent still talks to him despite him fucking her constantly and then and literally yes yeah and mr peanut butter still talks to him despite him being just a huge piece of shit to him constantly (laughs) and like trying to fuck his wife like there's yeah. it's it, there's so much wrong with that show and I feel like and this might be a hot take but that might be like no nah, I'm not even going to say it fuck it let's move on damn too hot huh yeah it's that hot of a take damn I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you after the show all right all right I dig it so moving on Zalora Silver suggests power hour idea the room also I'd be so down to join you guys with or without Chet's vomit. All right. Yeah, totally. If you want, if you want to come on down, or shit, if we're ever up in there and we just happen to have some beer and a camera, let's fucking do it. Yeah, bring your friends. It wouldn't wouldn't be too big of a hassle. No, we could shoot it in a film uh, hotel room at ALA. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, but we would need boom mics. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes. I, I have never actually watched The Room. But I'm going to see The Disaster Artist this week. Because I really want to see that movie. Never seen The Room either. I've never had any reverence for movies like The Room or Birdemic. Movies right. that are like obvious pieces of shit. And like people love them for that. I think one thing that adds charm to movies like that, those two specifically, is that the directors were serious. Like, some of them, you know that this was a joke from the jump. Like, Sharknado. Sharknado, yeah. yeah. Like, the movie does not take itself seriously at any point. And there's there's some value in that, you know, where it's a little more self-aware. But with something like The Room and Birdemic, those directors wanted this to be legitimate movies. They wanted it to be their their magnum opus. I saw an interview with the Birdemic guy. And he was he was slinging copies of this at Sundance, like, "Yo, this is this is my shit. Oh my god, check me out. I'm the best." And like, he's literally driving around in a van, just telling people about this, handing out copies of the movie. But then when it screened, it was so bad that people loved it because that was before Sundance was really up its own ass. So there, there you can get more of like a schadenfreude experience out of it like oh my god they put so much effort into this yet it's so terrible and there's no self-awareness here yeah like with those neil breen movies <sighs> yo those were bad yeah but there's they're bad movies like i watched a good portion of the room and fell asleep oh it's just boring like it's it has funny moments but it's a very boring movie overall whereas the disaster artist is made like there's some scenes that are like direct recreations out of the movie, but the whole thing's supposed to be a comedy anyway. So I expect that to be an actually good movie about a bad movie. Yeah. I think, um, the only movie that I'm looking for, Oh shit. Star Wars comes out next uh, week. Yeah. Like a week from Friday. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? God. You want to go see that the day after it comes out? In the morning, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, I'm done. All right. We'll go see it. And yeah. then we'll do something. We should do live commentary in the theater. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, they're sneaking into the enemy base right now. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Their plan was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. They're, uh, it might actually be busy there. Yeah. Well, it's we'll the day out. after. Oh, you know what? No, I can't do that. Or can I? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Trashy Monkey asks, What do you guys think of SoundCloud artists and the platform in general? Personally, I have mixed opinions because it allows for some unknown people to rise up, but it also allows the market to be flooded with terrible wannabes. Isn't everyone a terrible wannabe at some point? Stay woke. <laughs> uh, SoundCloud is all right as a platform. Like, I don't have anything against it as far as allowing people to come up through it because I know plenty of people who post their music on it frequently. Yeah. And, I mean, it's their music is fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with their shit. But it's something that would probably happen anyway if it weren't for the platform. People would just be uploading it to YouTube or whatever. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice medium for it. And I think... Pretty much what you're saying, like there's too much of a demand for that service. Like if SoundCloud were to disappear overnight, there would be some other thing just pop up. 
Yeah. Like before it was Dat Piff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I guess maybe not directly before that because Dat Piff kind of went away. But I mean, I'm sure it was Dat Piff and then something else. Yeah. And then SoundCloud. I mean, there's always going to be something there. There's Yeah, there's definitely going to be some, some demand for that. There are probably Always. people still uploading their shit to Dat Piff. I'm sure. Actually, I, I've, I've downloaded, I've bootlegged a few mixtapes off of Dat Piff. You can't bootleg mixtapes, dog. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's where they were uploaded. <laughs> they were, they're free. The idea often, behind yeah. mixtapes is yeah. that they're supposed to be free. Right. Because they're oftentimes using copyrighted material. And this is why uh, Lil Wayne got sued. Back in the day. Oh, really? Because he was selling mixtapes. Oh. But they had beats on it from other producers. Oh. So he wasn't supposed to do that. So he got well, maybe even sent to jail over it. I know he's been in and out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, it was a huge copyright infringement thing. And it got sorted out. But this was like hell of years ago. This was right. like back when we were in high school. Yeah. This was, this was. Around the time when Little Wayne still would have been getting arrested for shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, as for, like, people spamming their SoundCloud links and be like, yo, check me out, I'm the shit, you know, I'm I'm little doozy. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's that's always going to be there. There's been garage bands, there's been terrible Battle of the Bands concerts, like, that, it's nothing new, it's just a different platform. So, you know, I can't blame SoundCloud for it. But if they're trashed, they're not going to go anywhere. Or maybe they will and get a Grammy nod. Shout out to Lil Uzi. <laughs> shout out to Cardi B. Yo, shout out to Cardi B. Her voice is really annoying to me, but I fuck with Bodak Yellow. Yes, it's a great <laughs> song. There was, there was a time like last month I heard Bodak Yellow playing on three different radio stations at once. I'm like, yo, for real? Yes. This whole ass girl from the BX is out here, like on three radio stations at once. Yes. Hell yeah! Yes, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's the come up. Indeed, it is. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, "You guys ever check out High School of the Dead? I was on a horror podcast page, and they were naming the best horror themed animes, and this was on the list. I remember hearing the name, but never actually watched it." I never saw it myself, large because it looked vapid and just fan servicey. And as far as I know, I'm correct. <laughs> uh, I know some people that really liked it, but it's—I don't know. It hardly seems like horror to me. If if I were to say horror as an anime, I would think of like more psychological, freak you out, Junji Ito style stuff, yeah. rather than like zombie attack gore kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm pretty sure High School of the Dead is more violent than scary, and it's got zombies. I've never watched it either. I I heard the same thing. Fan servicey doesn't really actually do anything outstanding. Yeah. It's just a high quality fan service show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was well produced. Like the clips I've seen, you know, look pretty well animated and stuff, but. Yeah, what a medicated Kratos asks, what did you think about the new Mega Man announcement trailer? On one hand, I'm glad to see Capcom finally doing some fan service, but on the other hand, I don't know how well the series has aged. Here's to hoping for a Mega Man Legends 3. We touched on this earlier. I didn't realize someone asked about this, but we touched on this earlier. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. You know, 9 and 10 were fun. 
all the little side projects that people have put out that they've ended up endorsing, like Street Fighter Cross Mega Man. Those were cool. But, you know, it's not until we actually get our hands on the game that we can really judge it. I just, I do like that they actually put some money into it and hopefully it does pretty well so that they actually, like, get things going with it again. I've noticed a bigger push for Mega Man in stuff, especially Mega Man X. Like, with Zero, X, and Sigma being in Marvel Infinite and then X is in the new Puzzle Fighter game. Uh, There's a bunch of references to that stuff in the Dead Rising games. So, I don't know, maybe maybe they're looking to revive some old IPs. I want to see more Breath of Fire. I would love to see that, but only time will tell. Give me a new Mega Man Battle Network. <laughs> yeah, they did Mega Man Star Force, and that was like, that was a joke. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Mega Man Battle Network, but from the back of this time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. I do want to see Mega Man Legends 3. Those games were fun. I I don't have any reverence for Mega Man. Oh, it was one of the, it was Mega Man Two was I think the very first game that I actually remember playing. My dad says it was Castlevania, but I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember playing Flashman stage and being stuck on the ice. Yeah, good times, good times. I was like four. I was just a little wee bad with a little controller. Nice. Yeah. Portuguese Charlie says. Welcome to another episode of Real Drunk Hours. I'm your host, Portuguese Charlie, and I have a story slash question. Recently, I went to a wedding, the wedding of a friend's mom. I prepared for a few weeks just so clothes would fit me, which led to me barely eating that day, and because I was a bit nervous, I decided to drink nonstop. I was having fun for at least two or three hours until I opened my eyes and I'm at another friend's place the next day. Turns out, I had a little too much fun and supposedly became aggressive toward people. Chicks... Men, older people, who knows? They had to kick me out of the wedding party, and to top it off, I puked in the Uber they got me on. Since that day, I've not talked to most people who were there, and I decided to quit drinking for at least half a year. Was my decision too extreme? This is not the first time something like this has happened, so I've just had enough. What's your take on drunk fuck-ups? Love the show? Thanks. Damn, son. Yeah, that sucks. I don't think I've ever acted an ass like that with drinking like or gotten to the point where I had to be escorted out. Yeah, I've never been kicked out of somewhere. I mean, it happens. Oh, it, it definitely does. It to be you when it yeah, does. It, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not happening at work, yeah. at work functions, then I guess you're fine. It sucks that it was at a, at a wedding, though, because that's like, you know, it's a special occasion so to have... Sorry to talk about you like this, but to have one asshole just being belligerent and like ruining everything, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. But you know, it it happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean you, you try not to be that guy, but sometimes, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes the mood is right and it's like, you know what? Let's get fucked up. Let's be an asshole real quick. I've, I've browned out at events, but it was always, like, my own events. So it was, like, if if they needed to kick me out, they would just send me to my own bed. Like, okay, fine. But if you want to quit drinking, at least temporarily over that, I mean, or permanently, you know, of course, that's your own decision to make. I would say you don't need to, to stop cold turkey. What you need to do is, you know, be more aware of your limits, especially on an empty stomach, because that shit will get you in trouble. As you found out firsthand. 
But yeah, drunk fuck ups happen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. As Chet found out the first time we did a power hour. That was on a full stomach. Oh, that, that was, was on too full of a stomach. Oh, okay. My yeah. bad. My Actually, bad. funny enough, the empty stomachs one, I would get drunker but not throw up ah. for the power hours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that might be the strat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Personally, this is terrible advice. Don't listen to me. But I kind of love drinking on an empty stomach just because of how efficient it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you do get to eat, it's like, oh, this food's awesome. <laughs> All right, all right. But uh, I can't say I recommend it. It's bad for your health. <laughs> yeah. Probably probably don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just forget I said anything. <laughs> Manfig69 asks, do you fuck with the Yorlai and April anime? Never heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't watched it myself, but I kind of know the entire story because... I've had my girlfriend and best friend both cry to me about it. <laughs> uh, it's a very emotionally charged anime, and it goes exactly how you think it's going to go, and it still just stabs you in the heart. And it's, yeah, highly emotional. And if you're into sad anime, check it out. You know exactly how it's going to end right from the start. But damn, does it hurt. Or so I hear. Okay. Yeah. Actually, on a similar vein, the last episode of Dragon Ball Super, I've not had an anime get me from zero to just deep in my feelings, just like that. Still it, haven't seen it. You would never think out of Dragon Ball Super, like, it's fucking Dragon Ball. Like, okay. Like, where people just come back to life anyway. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen here, but. You know, they're doing this tournament of, okay, we're erasing universes. Two of the universes get wiped out in one episode. And every time they, they wiped out a universe before that, it was just like, oh, shit, they're just gone. No, this one was, like, actually emotionally charged. I'm like, it's okay. You'll be back. You're coming back. That's what Shenron is for. Yep. Shenlong. No, it's Shenron. Shenron. Don't worry, they're using the Super Dragon Balls to bring them back. Oh. Yeah. And they're blue. Are they blue? No, actually, they're the exact same. They're just planet-sized. Oh. Yeah. They're fucking huge. God damn. How do you collect planets? Only only the gods can do it, basically. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And they're split up across two universes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're for real. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, if if you also got emotional over that last episode, be sure to, to hit me in the subreddit so I know I'm, in a, I'm among friends or tweet at me, you know. <laughs> okay. So I know I ain't a bitch. <laughs> you are, but it's okay. We're not judging you for it. Yeah, that's right. It's 2017. Men can have emotions, too, over Dragon Ball. Goddamn right. Huh. Huh. First time I've ever heard that. All right. Emotions. I know. Yep. Emotions. This, this is a product of toxic masculinity, what you're hearing right now. What you're hearing right now. Yeah. This is why we do feminism. I, I've gone my own way, Chet. I've, I've red pilled. You're never going to get me back. No. <laughs> Welcome red to Red Pill Hours. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was the last question, so. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening. Next week, 
What we've got for that ass is an interview with a brewer at Thunderhawk Brewing. No, that's not a reference to Warhammer. Uh, I asked. <laughs> so next week we're gonna we're gonna have you know the normal episode with the interview in the middle of it again, and then uh, anime hostage probably after that. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah, the format we'll, we're gonna go with, but we'll get anyway. there when we get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks everybody for listening again. Uh, this has been your boy Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XREL Nerd Hours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushil Brown SD. Excellent. You can join us on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Uh, leave us a question, comment, post a thread. We'll talk. We'll chat. We'll have a good time. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. You can also leave us a voicemail at 413 Savage One or shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. I feel like maybe we had a question in the email. Mm. Oh, I, you know what? I forgot to sync that email with this phone, so I wouldn't have seen it. Oh, Ooh, uh-oh. Here's an example of an email that we'll be reading from uh, our emails. Stefan says, Gents, I was intrigued by the visual novel game you described on episode 47, but I'm a huge wimp when it comes to getting spooked by video games and movies. E.g. The Shining is about my limit of tolerance for horror. Oh, man. As long as there are no jump scares, I should be good. Hoping to ask you guys for a spoiler-free opinion on whether or not I should get it. Thanks and keep up the good work, Stefan or Steven. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, well. Okay, so... There's only one actual jump scare jump scare. And that's only at the very end of the game if you're streaming it. Cause don't 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 worry about it. Just just accept it. Uh but the horror aspect that comes in with this game. It's all basically jump scares, but none of it really is. Like it's not it's not like it plays a loud sound and it's like oh my god look at this kind of thing but after a point in the game it gets real tense and then some weird shit starts happening and you don't know when it's going to come so in a sense that's a jump scare in a sense it's not because it's not loud it's not this ringing thing but it's sudden and it's tense so if you if you really can't do it, watch a playthrough of it because there's only so many decisions you can make in the game anyway, and it mostly all plays out in a very specific way. So if if you watch someone else, if you're not the person controlling it, it's much less spooky. If you're the person controlling it and you're faint of heart, it's gonna be a tough time. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Cool, <laughs> cool man, dem. Cool man, dem. But if if you want to play through it like yourself, find someone else to control it for you and just go through it together. Because I actually think that's a game that's best done in company anyway. Because it's it. I don't know. It's the game fucks with you. It's not just like, oh my god, it's scary. So I think it's best in a group setting. Anyway, so yeah, give it a shot.
Yeah, definitely. My bad, Stephen. We almost forgot to read your email. But, but we didn't. <laughs> but we didn't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, shoot us an email. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next Thursday. Yeah, I'll be good.